Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, if you've ever known or had a loved one who has dementia, then you know how demanding the care is. Not to mention the stress, and the emotion it takes. And now a new study shows over 400,000 Canadian seniors have some form of this awful disease, and half of those asked that are caring for them are struggling to keep up with the care. Because once the diagnosis diagnosis does come in, um, caring for someone with dementia is a 24-7 job, and, and eventually you have no choice but to put your loved one into care. And unless you have oodles of money for private care, you then rely on public care, which is quite soulless, very cold. And, you know, in my experience, you leave your loved one living in a very dark place, a very lonely place. Well, there's a new facility or a facility in Peel that I think deserves some attention. And a lot of people are looking at this as a blueprint for those lost to dementia, it's called Malton's Village, and it's involved in a pilot project that is transforming its dementia unit into a place of warmth, laughter, and love. And it's called the Butterfly Program, and it's really as simple as providing dignity to those who are declared lost, and it allows them to live with simple things like laughter, with purpose, and it actually allows them to live while they're dying. Let's bring in Kathy Granger. She's the director of long-term care in Peel Region and Dr. David Sheard, who developed this compassionate program. Both of them join me now to talk about it. Let me start with you a little bit, Kathy, uh, to to just kind of set this up. Um, You know, we've got these numbers now of just how um, many people are affected and afflicted by dementia and the stress it causes. And, you know, You know, given that you run long-term care, of just how difficult it is to deal with dementia, and yet the program you guys are offering is so different than what we have ever seen before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Over the past few years, we've really focused on enhancing our clinical care in our long-term care homes, um, because as you know, the people entering our homes are much more medically uh, complex than they were previously. But as we walked the halls in our long-term care homes, we really knew that something was missing in terms of the emotional care we were providing for our our residents and the people living in our centers. So we we went on a search to find something that met that need. It seems so simple, but it's not. Um, Doctor, my my stepdad passed from dementia, so I look at this issue and I realize that it is so much bigger than, than what you know until you know it. And the one thing that always struck me is that my stepdad, who was such a lively man, was reduced to really nobody in the clinical setting. It's as if he was dead, and yet he was still very much alive. Is that why you developed this? Yes, yeah, certainly. I mean, I'd worked 14 years in the NHS system in the UK, and I arrived home when I was 36 saying, I've resigned, I've got to get out of it. I can't run warehouses in dementia care anymore. Because what, what I mean by a warehouse is a place that's cold, clinical, mm-hmm. where there's a venomous culture, staff stood in uniforms watching people and where really there's a a failure to really understand that people with dementia are more feeling beings than thinking beings and when they can't rely on facts 
and logic and reason, they rely even more on their heightened emotions. And that therefore means that they're searching. And that's why you see people walking up and down hallways and, and really calling out for mum and dad when they're in their 80s. It's a search inside. And they're searching for people to reach them. That's interesting because my stepdad, right up until the day he died, remembered my name, and he had had on. He, had, he was long into his dementia, which which told me there's life in there, and that he should not be reduced to just a, a you know a body in a bed. And so your program really brings um, purpose. And so how does it work? What is it that you're trying to do with those affected? The main purpose is to accept that. A person with dementia is still a whole person, but they're living in another reality. They can't handle the now. Mm -hmm. The now doesn't make sense. So their brain takes them back to a place where they were loved, where they had a job, where they were a parent, where they felt needed. And they're seeking those things now. But if you see people with dementia, the common things they say is, my mum will be coming soon for me, won't she? My dad will have to pick me up from school. I've got to go get the children. I want to go home. And for years, when I was in my 20s and 30s, I've been trained to believe that that was all nonsense, that, you know, you told them the truth, you told them the mother had died, etc., etc. And then we began to realize that actually the language of dementia is a language of metaphor. It's a language that makes sense if you join the person in their reality. They're seeking the things, the feelings, that they needed in the past, but they're seeking them now in long-term care. In other words, they want staff, nurses, care workers, to be like their mom, right. to protect them like their dad, to give them a, a role of being needed like their kids do. And the most haunting one of all, when people say, I want to go home, I want to go home, yeah. they're, not meaning to, they're not meaning a home in the past. They're saying, I want to feel at home inside myself here. That's amazing. And so, Kathy, this program is a pilot program. What kind of feedback have you um, been able to, to gain from this? And, and do you expect that the pilot will expand throughout, um, you know, the country? Um, well, the hope for sure is that it expands across the country and certainly changes the way, um, you know, our, our sector provides care and, and really does start to focus on emotional care. For us in the region of Peel, um, Regional Council has approved us to spread the program across all of our five long-term care homes in specific uh, dedicated units. So we're extremely excited about that and we'll continue to monitor it. So it certainly has moved beyond the pilot stage for us in the region of Peel and we're really excited about that. Yeah, and as more people will learn about it, um, you know, as I read about it and I've, I've learned about it, I think, my goodness, if only this had been available, uh, what a difference it could have made. Does it in- enhance life as far as um, living longer, longer, doctor? Does it, does it give those with dementia um, more of a purpose to live longer or is it just the quality of life uh, is much greater? Yeah, that's an interesting one because when I began this in 1995, I didn't do it with any expectation of longer life. It was just about quality of life and about helping people live well in the moment and giving them a sense of well-being. But, yeah, you've hit it spot on. But when we started to look at the statistics, we found that people can live twice, three times longer in a butterfly home than a long-term care home that's not using this approach. And that's where it's been controversial in the UK because I've said at conferences we're killing people with dementia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, drugging them, we're drugging them with antipsychotics. 
We're killing them by seeing them just as a set of behaviours. We're killing them with sterility. In other words, their spirit inside gives up. But when you still reach and connect people with dementia in this approach, people with dementia, even though they've got a neurodegenerative condition, even though their dementia is deteriorating, they can have well-being inside and be flourishing. Which is, you know, that's a double-edged uh, sword almost, Kathy, because you hear this and you think that is the dignity that we are desperate to give uh, seniors and those in long-term care. But at the same time, if people are going to be living longer, that just adds to the costs of a healthcare system in this country that is already, as we know, uh, buckling. And so how doable are these programs, um, you know, across, uh, let's say, Ontario? Well, I think they're quite do- doable. And you have to come and see our actual home that we've created um, to know why they're doable, for sure. Um, yes, it's a little bit, uh, for us, we know that um, for caring for residents, uh, people with dementia, you do need to staff appropriately. Mm-hmm. So, And we haven't done that consistently across long-term care, so that is a cost. And, but there's a few long-term, a few one-time costs in terms of enhancing the environment and staff training. But when you look at the long-term cost, we have decreased falls, we have um, decreased depression. So those are things that will take us a long time in terms of measuring out the cost. So I think it will all even out. But if you come into our home and see the happiness of our staff, we have decreased sick time Mm -hmm. and we've created a, a true home. So how can you measure those costs? Yeah, well, you can't, um, you know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, but you have to because that's just the system that we have. But mm-hmm. again, I always uh, I always side with dignity only because I've seen it with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. And, and it's crushing, not just for those who are inflicted with dementia, but those who love the people. And it's yeah. an awful feeling to know that you have to, you know, drop your loved one off um, and leave them in a world that they don't really understand. Quickly, Dr. Sherd, about this program, is each, is it designed individually do people get their own individual kind of program to what works for them or is it a blanket approach uh, that 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 they're going through it's both obviously there is a, a program around the whole culture change of the whole home which is about changing the environment to be engaging changing leadership to be more attached rather mm-hmm. than detached changing staff to be more emotionally intelligent rather than just focusing on robotic tasks. Right. But then you have to look at the individual person. You have to work out who does this person with dementia feel they now are. If they feel that they're a mum and they're children, mm-hmm. we might well give them a doll, a pram, something to nurture. And, and only today someone in Canada asked me and said, but isn't that infantilizing people? And I said, no, no, no. We're seeing them as a whole adult who's had a whole life looking after children, being a parent, and they can't be and just get up in the morning as a person with dementia. So what we're doing is giving them the things as an adult to feel they matter. That's interesting. That will vary from person to person. The best example I've ever had was a guy who was a farmer. He'd been moved in four long-term care homes. He would wield a double-handed stick, age 84, it could take a staff member or anyone down. And what we, and what we found the solution was, was placing hard-boiled eggs under the bushes in the care home garden, telling him the farm hens had laid their eggs all over the farm. No more stick. No more. He was a lovely man, and we did that every day to the day he died. Mm-hmm. And he wanted dreamt of ever being this dreaded term aggressive that I don't agree with.
Wow, because my, my stepfather owned shoe stores his whole life, and in his dying days, wow. all he wanted to do was fit the nurses. Every nurse that came in, he <laughs> wanted to fit their feet and see what their size of foot was. So uh, it's interesting that you say that. Well, I, I would love to pass on more information uh, to our listeners. Kathy, how do people get more information on this type of program? Well, they can come to our regional PO website, and um, or they can call through to our um, our call line, and we're happy to get back to them because we are getting lots of calls right now. So we're happy to speak to people. That would be great. Well, I appreciate you both coming on so much. It's it's it seems so simple and um, and doable, and I, I really hope this is something that catches on. And I thank both of you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for having great. us. That is Kathy Granger and David Sheerden. We'll put that link up. I'll tweet that out because it's Malton Village. I was so um, kind of awestruck by what they're offering. I think it's a real game changer, and I really, really uh, think it could help out. I'm Alex Pearson, and you're listening to On Point here on Global News Radio.